Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Wheat Jesus. Uh, I'm your host, Whitney, and I have some very special guests here today. Um, they are owners and operators of a metaphysical shop, as amongst other things. Um, but we have Rachel over here, if you want to say hello to the people. Hello. And then uh, we also have her lovely husband, Brandon. Hello. And they are here with me today essentially to just talk about all things that are metaphysical um, I know that I've talked to you a little bit about some of your talents but mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to kind of share your story I know you went to school and studied mm -hmm. some things so mm -hmm. you want to tell us about that um sure um <laughs> uh, let's see well I I'm an empath first yeah. and foremost and that was really what kind of led me down to exploring more about my abilities and wanting to function in this world. So I went to a psychic for training and learned that I had other abilities that I could tap into. Right. Um, that I first had to learn about being an empath and how to survive in this world. <laughs> so a, yeah, what was that um, like? Like what was happening to you to make you aware of that? Yeah. Uh, well, um, at the time, um, I was really suffering from a lot of social anxiety disorder. Um, I had bipolar depression. Oh. Um, yeah, I was dealing with a lot of heavy issues. I uh, had a childhood trauma that right. I didn't really process. And I was becoming more and more aware of my empath um, abilities, I guess you could say, when I started working with people who had more of that kind of same Oh, trauma right. and yeah so it became more enhanced and more difficult for me to function right because um, you're picking up their trauma yeah as well, <laughs> right. so it was yeah it was pretty intense for yeah. a while there and I didn't know and I had no idea really I didn't understand any of that right and then when I got to my deepest darkest place if you will I made a decision that I needed to change I needed to do something Right. And I was led to see a psychic, and that was kind of what started it all for me. And I began to learn about all of this stuff. All and, of it, yeah. yeah <laughs> and little by little, with practice, it developed further, and I had more interest in that. And as I did that, I began to naturally feel a need to heal mm -hmm. and work on myself. And that was when Law of Attraction kind of came back into my life, and... Right. Brandon was right there with me and it just oh, opened nice. the doors for us and it changed our lives completely. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you obviously said you went to see a psychic and then started studying. What mm -hmm. kind of things did you did I study? study? Yeah. Uh, I started first with energy, uh, mm -hmm. understanding about how my my ability kind of uh, allowed me to take on other people's energy mm -hmm. and to I couldn't tell the difference between what I felt versus what somebody else felt because I didn't know how to like find my boundary. Right. So I had to learn about energy and how to feel for it. And mm -hmm. I had to learn about grounding myself. I had to learn about shielding myself. I had to learn about how energies 
kind of relate to one another and how they're attracted to one another. So vibes. Right. I learned yeah. about that, how to raise my vibes. Yeah. Um, that was the beginning. And then as I did that, I worked on law of attraction, began to work on myself, healing myself. That's shadow work. My, yeah. yeah. <laughs> facing my shadow, dealing yeah. with the trauma, all of that. Very intense emotional work. Uh, yeah, and then the it's definitely uncomfortable. Later. The psychic stuff was later. Yeah, like the further development of it was when after I had dealt dealt with that healing, um, I felt called. Well, in fact, to be perfectly honest, I was told that I was going to be doing more work with the public. Right. Yeah. Um, with psychic stuff, and I was kind of like, uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> <laughs> but um, here you are. <laughs> yeah. So I just followed my intuition, and I went and I went with further training. I trained under a woman named Sal Jade, um, where she helped me to read the cards more psychically and be more in tune with that, right. and to talk to my spirit guides. And then I trained trained with a woman named Deborah, Deborah Katz, who does the International School of Clairvoyance, um, oh, and yeah. I did a, a 12-week intensive with her, and that was really what I needed to really to kind of blast open uh, my clairvoyance and right. um, really to become a professional is what I needed. So. Right, yeah. And yeah. that's awesome that there's yeah. even resources like yeah. that available. Yeah, I, I didn't yeah. know there was either, but yeah. I had the intention. I wanted to increase, and I wanted to really learn what I could do with this, and I wanted to use it to help people. And well, it just and that's happened. good, because I know some people right. could go an opposite route, but we got a good one over yeah. here. <laughs> and then, um, so what about you, Brandon? Any, uh, so, any schooling? or? Well, initially for us, it was a journey of happiness. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of what I had to do in my part was grounding Rochelle. Um, she mm-hmm. took on a lot. She, as an empath, it was more like she was a sponge taking on a lot of emotion anywhere we went. You know, she would have anxiety attacks at malls or anywhere there was large crowds. It would just, she would be overwhelmed. And so I spent a lot of my time grounding and absorbing her without her energy, without realizing that I was taking it on too. So we got to a spot where... You know, we thought we had everything that we wanted. You know, we had our own house and we had the jobs and we were going to school, but we were unhappy. And it was uh, it was really draining us both in a lot of pretty rough ways. And we decided after we hit a point that felt like rock bottom that we were going to do everything we could to be happy. And that was downloading tons of positive audios and listening to law of attraction stuff and uh, how learning how our thoughts created our reality and how um, what what we thought about could really affect the outside world and so it took us on a journey where Rochelle was going to see psychics and going to uh, help her her inner turmoil and the trauma that she suffered I was listening to positivity and trying to reprogram my mind to feel good and to be there for her and help her while she experienced all of this stuff. And so right. we, while we were on our own kind of separate journey to happiness, um, we'd always come back and meet in the middle to help each other out and grow simultaneously. Um, and it led us to a point where we decided to sell our house and quit our jobs and buy a van and hit the road for two years and um which is amazing our, by the way find ourselves <laughs> you know um we had to we had to learn to be happy and um mm-hmm. at first it was a uh, fake it till you make it Rochelle would study non-stop and I would uh <laughs> continue to plug in and and meditate and retrain and we would talk about happiness all the time we'd blog about happiness and we'd 
talk to everybody we met about happiness and sit around the campfire and we're like yeah no matter what you know just be happy it didn't matter who you were or where you were in your life right. just learn to be happy and sometimes you're manifesting it, your own happiness right, right. yes right yeah. Yeah. we're just learning how to choose that learning first of all our feelings mm-hmm. and what they meant what the emotions were telling us and then right. learning how to follow that as a way to make happiness the reality Right. right, because a lot of people get in their heads. Like, they have their intuition come in and say, hey, this is what makes you happy, but then immediately mm-hmm. you go into your head right. and, and you, you start arguing with yourself, well, and now programmed. you don't know which one's the intuition and right. which one, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're programmed to think a certain way, and, and over the course of our lives we program ourselves, you know, and bad habits. Mm-hmm. And it's all about, I mean, initially we would have to fake it till we make it. We weren't always happy all the time, even though we tried to talk it all the time. It was just learning to feel good or at least a little bit better no matter what the situation right. and reprogram to be positive rather right. than negative. To look on the know, bright side. Mm-hmm. look on the bright side. Mm-hmm. And then we just learned that that not only affected our lives in many positive ways, it helped us feel better. And who doesn't want that? And so... Yeah, I think was, we all want that. <laughs> right, right. And so Rochelle um, started her psychic journey and naturally, with the journey of happiness, I opened up to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's the psychic, the word has a lot of loaded heaviness to it. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we all have. Um, it's something that right. we can all develop. It's our intuition. It's right. our third eye. None of us are special. Right. Right. Well, we all, <laughs> we all, or we're we all, all very special. Are special. Yeah. But yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. not and, like and a superhuman ability. I used to think that. I used to have this idea of what it meant to be psychic was that you were going to be, you know, you were extraordinary and that, you know, it was like in Hollywood, you know, and you'd have these oh, visions, yeah. you know. And yeah. You, yeah. You yeah. Know, Hollywood didn't stuff. help with that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it, it's not like that. You know, yeah. it's actually very, very natural. And I, I had to get over that. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? That's something and, I'm, I had to learn yeah. as well, you know. Right. Yeah, and it's, a, it's an ever-going path. It's something where I think we're all learning as we go. But mm-hmm. a lot of us just don't realize that it's something that we can. We all can tune in to the things around us. Everything is energy. We're, mm-hmm. we're all tuning in all the time. We just don't realize that we can take control and deliberately tune into those things that we right. want. You know, yeah. Manifest you have... our reality. Do you have ways, perhaps, like suggestions for people that they might be able to get started into tapping into? Uh, that the biggest intuition? one is meditation. meditation. Right. Um, learning to meditate, learning to, to clear the monkey mind, um, quieting, your, quieting your mind as often as possible, even if it's only for a minute or two. Um, I started by listening to nature, um, mm. just going out and being in the moment, listening to the wind and the birds and the leaves and the trees. and just going out and taking some solitude time to listen and then learning to meditate and set intentions and um, learning to tune, really. Yeah, learning how to meditate was number one and then learning how to listen to our emotions. That's a big one. Right, so (laughs) with listening to emotions, Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people, um, I guess, struggle with that in the sense of our emotions can be all over the place, so... Mm -hmm. You know, how does one kind of reel it back in, right. really look <laughs> at it, and say which emotion is the one that's triggering all the other ones? Mm-hmm. And I guess you're suggesting meditation. Well, yeah. Um, well, it, it boils down that your emotions can be put in two categories. Either they feel good or they don't. 
And yeah, so <laughs> then it just boils it down to that. It's are you feeling good or are you not? And while it took, I, I plugged into a lot of positive audios and it took me quite some time to realize even that I had numbed myself to my feelings. Once I did, it was pretty easy to see whether or not I felt good. Right. You know, and then it's like if I'm anxious, I'm not feeling good. What are my thoughts directing me towards? How can I redirect them to feel better? You right. know, if I'm put against two choices and they both don't feel good, one of them will still feel a little better than the other, and I just chose that one and learned to feel good. And then uh, I feel like our emotions will guide us to everything that our heart desires. We just have to learn to listen. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. So <clears throat> we were talking about how you're on the road. Mm-hmm. Did you do any of the practices out there? Were you? Is that how you were raking in the cash? <laughs> oh the yeah, time, how or? we made money. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I read palms and cards, um, mostly for the people that I felt comfortable with at the at the campsites. Right, <laughs> you know, yeah. Because um, reading for strangers was still a little like intimidating to me. Yeah. Um, but I made money that way, and then we also I designed websites and we had a blog. But Brandon took a job for a little while. Um, working at one of the campsites mm, yeah. um, and then I worked in the office part-time to make diddly squat really well, um, yeah. but you know it, it was, we by. didn't need much we yeah. didn't. and it was it was really amazing we were in Colorado for six months and um, we we loved it yeah we, we volunteered yeah. for spots um, we <clears throat> volunteered in well I worked in Florida yeah, and they did, but they gave us a free spot, a free spot. Um, right and so yeah. we stayed in an avocado orchard and I I just helped them out with everything and then in Colorado, I volunteered for our spot, and they ended up hiring Rochelle in the office um, after us being there. But I would just work back in in rigs. But we would figure out ways to do it. Uh, we blogged, which was initially why we what we thought we could do. Um, we had money mm-hmm. from selling our house, which helped keep us going for a little while. Right. Um, but it was really just uh, to us. It was the journey of mm-hmm. learning to feel good, and um, it led us to all those things. It was. Um, Everything fell fell into place, and there were some. We actually didn't have any plan. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't. We were just like, let's just hit the road, and when right. we find the right place, we'll know it. Right. So that's kind of where I'm at <laughs> yeah. at this point in yeah. my life. So I understand that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's something really liberating about it. Mm-hmm. You know, other people, I think, look at that and go, "What is what is wrong with you? Like, right. How did you do not have a plan or whatever." But. Well, we a that. lot of people can't survive in the woods either, mm-hmm. I don't think. <laughs> right. And I, like, yeah. to me, that's where I thrive. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I love it. Yeah. And I think that has something to do with, you know, mm-hmm. getting back to spirituality. Yeah, getting um, back to your true self. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, like, starting to understand yourself and what really makes you happy. Yeah. And it's... Basics. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not, um, you know, the hustle and bustle. Right. Of, I feel like there's certain words that we say in our society, like hustle being one of them, mm-hmm. you know, or I'm on the grind, you call right. someone up and they're yep. Yep. just on right. the grind. Right. I'm like, right. you're, you're beating yourself down already yep. Yep. via your own words. Yep. Yes. And words are powerful. So, yeah. Yes. It's a lot of energy. Too. Yes. Abracadabra. <laughs> Do you know about that? No. What's the deal so with abracadabra? One of the supposed translations of abracadabra is that it means roughly, as I speak, I create. Oh, I love that. So if your speech is beating you down, right? what are you creating? Right, yeah, right. absolutely. So the speech is huge. Abracadabra. Yeah. I never knew that. <laughs> wow. So. Yeah, every, that's very interesting. Everything has energy. You know, Words have heaviness to them, or they can uplift, and they can help you transmute and feel good. It's, um, it's learning the power behind things. It's learning the energy 
that's all around us. You know, the things that we speak, they there's weight to that. There's power to that. The the actions that we take, there's energy to it, and it's all once you learn your emotions, you can tune into that. And mm-hmm. right, and um, your third eye begins to open. Yeah. Yeah, so the third eye, this is something that I've been looking more into, but I guess um, there's the whole theory of fluoride in this country. Yep. Um, maybe you can explain that <laughs> to, to us. Oh, that's, that's a rabbit hole, actually, or could be. Uh, but simply put, uh, we know that the fluoride um, compound is... Is detrimental to our pineal gland we know that it calcifies which makes it basically not function the way it's supposed to mm-hmm. and there's fluoride in most municipal water supplies right unfortunately um, and most major brand toothpaste right right yeah, yeah. Um, fluoride is mostly given to us through our water though and I've heard that other countries have that banned uh-huh. so yeah. any thoughts as to why we specifically I know our I also know our government actually hires people that are let's say clairvoyant very well trained in that mm-hmm. to you know like spine planes that are missing and things like that so they know it exists oh yeah it's real it's been totally verified by the CIA they finally declassified Mm -hmm. all their work with they did remote viewing Um, and yeah all of that stuff stuff is out there well some people might not know what remote viewing is so explain yes explain (laughs) Uh, so remote viewing is the ability to uh, basically astral project in a way Mm -hmm. um, to go and view a particular location to see what you can see um some of Which them also call people. it obes out-of-body yeah. experiences oh um, yeah being able to project your consciousness or move your light body um, it's said in many different ways there's a lot of different terms remote viewing is being able to view from a distance or view from sitting in one spot something distant from yourself mm-hmm. uh, in your mind and then they um they can verify the information and it's normally very very accurate right yeah i i guess i don't know if it was one of the declassified things but i read something along the lines of the cia hired someone to do a remote viewing to find um it was a hiker this is some important lady i guess everyone's important but (laughs) (laughs) um she had gone hiking and went missing and i guess you know, the lady went to wherever she was uh, via via astral projection mm-hmm. and <clears throat> saw that she was, like, caught under a rock mm-hmm. by this river mm-hmm. um, and ended up being able to describe everything to the CIA to where they kind of pinpointed the location and mm-hmm. lo and behold, <laughs> there well, she know. was, yeah, <laughs> about yeah, to I, die, there you know. Are, there are so many cases like that, yeah. too, where... Um, the accuracy is it's mind-blowing but our I think that everybody has that ability um the third eye as I learned about it and decalcified and drank better water and took care of my body and meditation um that type of stuff seemed to happen naturally like Mm -hmm. when I meditate I'll get some really really vivid images where I can feel textures and I can I can hear things and it's um it's a very visceral experience it's um clairvoyance uh, is really it can be really powerful as we open up our third eye 
but to me it's the same type of thing like I've been in groups where we do that work and we get so many hits and we uh, we just all we have to do is tune in meditate clear our mind and then let the let the images form right. and remote viewings similar I from what my understanding is I haven't actually done that so well, what other types of um, so we talked about remote viewing what else is there there's clairvoyance there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> There's a What's a, what are your kind of like, let's say, your top five of your favorite things that you enjoy doing? Oh, well, uh, what I enjoy doing, um, I love clairvoyance, um, which is the ability to see clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, in your mind's eye. In, in your mind's eye or with your physical eyes. It's, um, it can go either way. Um, she says this as she wears glasses. I know, right? <laughs> but it's in her true. Mind's it's happened eye, yeah. to me. Oh, yeah. Um, where my physical eyes have oh, seen really? some weird things. Um, That's awesome. And it's just another yeah. form of clairvoyance. It's, just, it's energy reading. Um, right. It's just, it's kind of hard to put labels on it all because, you know, it, it's kind of, they're they kind of intertwine right. with each other. But um, well, everything's connected. So. Absolutely. <laughs> it's all one, right? Right. Um, but you can use your clairvoyance, you know, typically people will use their third eye so they close their eyes and they can conjure up the image and you know ask the question and they can see clearly so for me it's typically a, a photograph of some sort it's like somebody's putting the photograph in front of my face mm. and it's usually very quick and I have to remember everything I saw very very oh. quickly well, sometimes it's a little frustrating yeah it's, it's, it, uh, it changes and it depends on the person I haven't quite figured out why it's different for people but or different times or anything Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes I'll get a full-blown movie, um, oh, which wow. I love those because then yeah. I get to see the scene play out. Um, other times it's more like a vague outline. Um, mm. Sometimes I just get an idea, like a thought just comes to me and I just know something. And I, I couldn't tell you why, I just know it. But um, you know, it's not it's not your energy right? because you've learned how to differentiate right. between and your energy and others. Yeah, and yeah. well, a big part of it too when you're doing readings is intention. Mm-hmm. So if you're setting out your intention in the first place to you know, be of, a, of service to others and to assist them and to use your abilities only to help them for their greatest and highest good, then you, you, know, you're, you can trust it. Right. You can trust what comes to you. You can trust that you are intentional with this and that you're going to follow through with it. Yeah, yeah. intentions and are huge. Yeah. You feel, uh, when you do your clairvoyant work, at least for me, you feel like you're the observer rather than the designer um, mm-hmm. My imagination isn't creating it so much as I'm observing what's going on. So mm-hmm. it's almost a fun okay. experience to turn the corner or like look right. around and see what's going on and like feel the things because it's it's not. I mean, yeah, I created it. It's in my mind, but I'm not deliberately trying to make something come up in my mind. I'm just observing. Mm-hmm. I'm just watching it, and it can be fun. I mean, there's been. I, I usually start on a field, I imagine myself on a field, and I try and feel what that's like to have it under my feet, have the grass under my feet, or mm-hmm. you know what the grass would feel like with my hands and what the temperature would be like, and then I let it fill in, and a lot of the time things will happen, and I just observe it, and I let, it, I let that fill in in my mind, and that's clairvoyance. Um, but you asked about what other ones there are, but there's mm-hmm. clairaudience and clairsentience. Clairaudience is... Um, where you can hear in your mind's eye, you know, I mean, a lot of the times, a lot of the times it's all of them for me. At yeah, least, it is. Know, they, like, kind of, like I said, they kind of blend together. Right. But yeah. If you want to try to label them. Yeah. 
Right. Some people can feel it and they just know, or some people just know. That's oh, clear cognizance. Like yeah, that's clear cognizance. Yeah. Okay. And that's just kind of like that gut feeling that you get about something. Well, for me, it's just like I just know things. And it's okay. it's really hard to explain. But, like, it usually comes out when I'm doing a reading and I'll just – I'll hear myself say a sentence. Like, oh, there's no, interesting. There's no precognitive, like, or mm-hmm. premeditative um, thought behind it. It's just I'm in the flow and I'm just talking to them and I'll just be like, blah, 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 blah right? right? And they'll be like, how'd you know that? And I'm like – I'm psychic. Yeah. Like, I don't know how I know. I just do. You know, it just yeah. happens. And, like, I, I finally have just relaxed about that. I used to really feel really nervous about that, mm-hmm. about just randomly spouting out things. Right. But it's proven itself time yeah. and time again. So now I can just trust it. Yeah, there's been some interesting scenarios uh, that, <laughs> there that has popped been. up. So. Can you give any an, a fun example without naming any names or anything um, like that? Kind of. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, can name, I can name a spirit that's passed on, I guess. Oh, um, perfect. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was doing, um, I was about to do a reading for a girl and she sat down and just as she sat down, I, like, I never met her before, I didn't know her or anything, I heard myself say, oh, that's interesting, I just saw three feathers. Now, my conscious mind, my logical mind was like, why did I just say that? Right. Number one, I didn't see three feathers. Oh, okay. okay. And number two, I have no idea who said that or why that came out and what. And, and of course, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm crazy. Like, yeah. I just said this random thing to the stranger. <laughs> and, like, what's she going to think? Yeah. But she just looked at me with her jaw open. And she's like, what did you just say? And, you're like, and I was like, no. I just saw three feathers. You know, like, I'm like intimidated by this. And she's like, hold on. And she grabs her cell phone. And she goes through some pictures. And she shows me this photo of this Native American man mm. who has three feathers going across the top of his head, going oh, across wow. his forehead. Okay. And she said, this is my uncle, three feathers. He oh. passed away last year. Oh, my god! And I was just like, wow. ooh. Yeah. Okay, that's well, he cool. Just said hello. Yeah, so I mean that—that's that kind of stuff. Yeah. Where I just will randomly say things. I don't know why, but it's always relevant to that person. Right. So I just trust it now. Would that be? Would you consider yourself like a medium? Not necessarily, no. but it's—it's it's interesting how that works. I think um, because at least my my knowledge of it is that a medium is much more able to have almost a conversation with a ghost mm, or a spirit, okay. right? Yeah. Where they can hear them clearly. Um, mm-hmm. Usually clear audience is the main thing for a medium. But I have had instances where I have heard voices and I have I had felt energy and I have heard things, mm. but it's not all the time. It's not consistent. So right. I don't really consider myself a medium. Would you say it's something you could... I think ta- I could develop it if yeah. I wanted to. Okay. But to be honest, a few years ago when I was really getting into this heavily mm-hmm. um, and I was training under Deborah Katz, I started to have some really bizarre experiences in the middle of the night oh. um, where it felt like people were trying to enter my head. Oh, and no. I, yeah, I oh. don't know how to explain that better, but it felt like somebody was trying to come in through my ear. Oh no! And yeah, yeah like and it was like, with what the heck? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, who are you? You know, like, what are you doing here? And and that happened like so many times. It was like six, seven times. And finally, I was like, all right, enough. Yeah, you know, like, like, who are you? What do you want? You know, what's what's going on here? Um, I had a few strange incidents with 
that was somebody that I was friends with at the time her ex-husband had passed and mm. he was kind of coming through and so mm-hmm. I, I went ahead and delivered the message and right. then I was like all right I told my spirit guides I was like I don't want that anymore right I just yeah. I don't want this I'm sorry but beginning woken up at three in the morning to go and deliver a message to somebody I don't I don't yeah. just don't want to do this okay? <laughs> I need sleep so too. Yeah. yeah so I was like could you please be my guardians please be my gatekeepers and I said from now on if a ghost wants to come through let them only come through in a reading when that person is present with me that it will be helpful for them mm-hmm. and they've honored that yeah I mean so. they listen to you that's yeah they're there for you yeah I actually just met mine recently. Fantastic. I've been trying to, and I I mean, I understand the concept of they're always around and everything, um, but to actually, like, see them, Mm -hmm. um, it's really interesting, you know, and to know their names, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's it's one of those things where when I did it, it, I I questioned for a second, you know, I'm like, am I just making this name up? And then I'm like... Why, where would that come from? Right. I didn't, I don't have a background of, you know, knowing right. a, a person with this name. So it was, and then it kind of clicked yeah. with me. Right. Um, but you, I know that you actually have seen my spirit guides as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so you have the ability to see other people's mm-hmm. guides. Mm-hmm. And is that, what's that like? Is that interesting? Um, it's kind of like a dream. Mm. Often. Yeah. Um, so usually I'm, I'll be doing a reading for someone and if somebody keeps showing up, uh, get in again, like I get a, like a little image of somebody, mm-hmm. um, and I'll see it a few times, then I'll be like, all right, there's a spirit here. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I can feel them. Uh, it's interesting. I, I don't know why, why sometimes I can and sometimes I can't, mm-hmm. but occasionally it will feel like someone is sitting right next to me. And with like, your ears again. Yeah, huh. it's like on this left side. It's always on the left side. That's interesting. And it's, it's like someone is just an inch away from my face. Like, they're just, like, staring right at me. And right. I'm like, oh, okay, there's a person right here. Yeah. You know, and so when I feel that, I'm like, okay, there's somebody here. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I'll just open up to that and be like, who are you? And what do you got? You know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's very much like a dream. It's like trying to remember a dream is more like it. Oh, yeah. So, you know, where you can kind of see images but you, know, you kind of know what's going on, but right. it's not super crystal clear. That's usually how it is for me when I see spirit guides. Yeah, you're so. putting puzzle pieces together. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that it's always on your left side. I know. I mean, your heart is more to the left, so maybe there's some connection. I don't know. I don't but know if it's just me. But your heart chakra is still centered. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, I don't know if it's just me or what, but that's how I experience yeah. it. Yeah. Huh. That's, yeah, I'm like, we should, we should look into that at some point. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I have to do my own side. research on, like, you know, my own psychic yeah. research and discover oh, yeah. these things. Um, something else that I know that you guys are into is astrology. Mm-hmm. Um, so any, any fun facts about astrology? What's going on with the, the world's astrology right oh, now? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it's really Rochelle's department is, as an astrologer. I've kind of followed her along on the journey um most of it i i really didn't give much to it i was he I let, was an unbeliever i i let her time. do her thing right. you know and it was more like you know enjoy your life and do you you know <laughs> right. but i don't know if the roof is gonna leak just because we signed the contract on this day you know right. and had this stuff and i'm not sure but 
over time, um, really, it was Mercury retrograde where um, a lot of tech seems to go. I, I have a tech background, and tech goes haywire a lot of the time in Mercury retrograde. Um, it deals with communications, and um, I... Uh, You've seen physical evidence. So yeah, yeah, well, that's what really... You know, what did it? Smacking you in the face. No, if you remember, what did it is when we were buying a house. And I insisted that I was going to use astrology for it. So I have a specialty of astrology, a specialty branch called electional astrology. And okay. it's when you elect to do something, so you're choosing to do something like buying a house, right? Mm-hmm. Or opening a business or something like that. And so that particular branch will show you the most likely outcome if you were to take action at a particular time. Okay. So... Yeah. We were looking at some houses, mm-hmm. and one of them, it showed, if we had made an offer on it, I said, I don't think we should do this one because it looks like there could be water damage that happens mm. to this house. And he was like, yeah, okay, so right. if you make the offer at this time on this day, really, the roof's going to leak or whatever it was, he said, yeah. being a smart ass. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I'm just saying, Neptune's in the fourth house here, and that doesn't look good as far as the prospects mm-hmm. of you know what's going to happen to it or whatever. And it was like a few days later or something, our broker was like, boy, it's a good thing you didn't put an offer on that house up in Megalia because you wouldn't believe it, but the roof caved in and the water, yeah, the the pipes broke and the water flooded the the, living room. And I just looked at him like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh, now what do you got to say? You know, so it was like, that was like, he was like, all right. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we had been discussing it a lot because Mercury Retrograde had screwed things up so much in the tech field that um, right. that it was already moving towards that. But then those specifics, I was like, no way. And then, uh, But there's been so many since then where it kind of it pushed me into um, expanding my mind a little bit more right. on the subject and realizing that it's uh, everything is energy. The planets mm-hmm. affect us. You know, mm-hmm. the, yeah. We can tell that the moon affects the tide. Our bodies are made up of mostly water, uh, how the planets right. affect us, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, and people have studied this for thousands of years mm-hmm. and how they oh, affect us, sure. and yeah. they come up with the system that's like a star map of how these planets aligned and the energy that, that creates from that. So I, over time, started to believe it because of everything that would come from what we were talking about, you mm-hmm. know, but... Well, once um, you see it, you can't unsee it and then it's constant right right now um you asked what was going on in the world Mm -hmm. and while Rochelle could explain it better I know that we're in some times um that things are changing you know we're going back into the the same lineup as America's birth time and Mm -hmm. the same energies that we had during the revolution and 1776 and we're we're reaching a point now that humanity is going to overcome many obstacles that have been put in our path over the last 250 years and I feel like a form of rebirth is on its way and the stars are aligning for it and these um, structures who don't serve humanity are going to begin to fall while those who do are going to start to thrive and to begin to shape a new world in this upcoming energy right that's the goal yes that's what we want (laughs) all right that's what i want Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's where we're moving towards if we stay in a frequency of love right so well unconditional love is the ultimate goal right yes but at least not in fear yes that's all we need yeah i have a little bit of courage yeah because i think when you say things like 
the the stars are realigning the way they did during the Revolutionary War, people could definitely get a little bit afraid of that. You mm-hmm. know, nobody likes the thought of going to war. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like as you were explaining, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Well, I you it's see a transformation. I don't, yeah. I don't think it's going to be the same level of violence and and overcoming that it was I think that right now our job is to become more heart-centered that's going to bring us to this form of revolution where we have to do it from an evolved perspective we can't we can't just keep repeating the same type of stuff over and over again Uh, it's time for us to to have a revolution of selves and a revolution of energy and where we where we've been you know we need to overcome those obstacles and move more into the heart centered uh, I feel like we've been in the lower chakras a lot as mm, a nation yeah. and as a people mm-hmm. and it's time for us to have that awakening of sorts and move more into a heart centered spot and operate through love or at least a um, look through a higher vibrational lens when we do things rather than operating from fear or negativity or anxiousness or worry or doubt you know any of that stuff revolution of self i really like that term by the way (laughs) i'm stealing that (laughs) yeah well and and looking at at pluto's influence right now is what he's talking about is it in the united states chart Mm -hmm. pluto is about to make its return and what that means is that pluto is returning to the same degree that it was in at the time that this nation was born Mm -hmm. even though we didn't know of pluto's existence at the time we can do math to figure it out (laughs) um and that is a very important time and especially i mean as a country pluto takes a very long time to make a complete rotation and so as a country what we're looking at is a complete rebirth Pluto's ah, main theme is is destruction and rebirth. Oh, right. So okay. the first phase is to come in and kind of plow everything down. Right. right. I always equate Pluto to the the contractor that you didn't know you hired to come in and, and redo your kitchen. Right. <laughs> and he doesn't tell you when he's coming. He just shows up on his own time. Yeah. And he wrecks your kitchen and <laughs> it's wrecked for months maybe oh, even no. years mm. while you're kind of going ah! but mm. he rebuilds it bigger and better and more mm. than you thought you were ever going to get in the first place so once it's done it's like wow like worth no the idea. wait yeah, yeah and worth but the it reconstruction is, it is messy yeah and it's out of your control and yeah yeah so as with most things uh-huh. you know. <laughs> so really the only thing you can control is your response to it yeah, yeah. so is there any other um planetary involvement right now besides Pluto that's kind of affecting energy oh yeah I mean all year we've kind of been under the influence of Saturn and Uranus and this little dance that they've been doing in this Mm -hmm. square Um, Saturn in the sign of Aquarius the sign of the people Mm -hmm. Um, it's very revolutionary energy right and Saturn being its traditional ruler has a lot more influence there and Mm -hmm. this is also representative of the government and the structure that we find ourselves under. And then with Uranus, Uranus is the modern ruler of Aquarius, and it's mm. in square um, in Taurus, which is really kind of asking us to uh, to shake things up, to okay. really make things different. Um, and that feeds hand in hand with Pluto's energy, Absolutely, really, you know? absolutely. So there, there's just a whole lot of 
chaotic energy with this, mm-hmm. but it is for the uh, the need for awakening, the need to shake people awake right. because they've been asleep, they have been unaware, and the I was planets one of are saying, people. "Time to wake up!" Yeah, yeah. I got, too, I got know. shook up. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's the great awakening. That's yeah. what's happening. Yeah, I feel like it's happening all around me all it the is. time now. It is. It it's is. so it's so beautiful, but it's also like it's like really, you said, chaotic. It's one of the reasons Rochelle and I opened this shop is because it is. You know, like mm-hmm. we right. people kept coming to us and talking to us about this stuff, and we mm-hmm. we really just want help. And yeah. so Rochelle had clients and people coming to her for readings and people that she was helping. And I talked to many people throughout the day where I was still doing the same thing, helping them transmute just in a different way. And we decided to open up a place where people could come to us and mm-hmm. we could help them through this because we've gone through a lot in our journey. And I feel like people, it is the great awakening. People are waking mm-hmm. up on a large scale right now and a lot of them have no idea what's going on. And the energies are just crazy and chaotic, but right. that's all, it's all part of it. And we're, we're here to help them center and help them transmute and help them, you know, just be, be a light in mm-hmm. dark times to right. guide them on their that's way. That's vital. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I definitely would say I found like a little home away from home here. Just, we appreciate it's you. nice. Yeah. Thanks. Good. I appreciate you guys, <laughs> but it's, yeah, I mean, it's nice to, you know, I, same thing with me. I'm like this is so chaotic and I feel crazy and mm-hmm. I need like-minded individuals around me Absolutely. all this stuff and then I came here and I was like oh yeah this is nice yeah. you know like yeah. they get it they totally get it <laughs> oh absolutely I think that we were kind of guided to this I mean obviously because I mean after our van journey we came here and um a fire took it in a matter of minutes and so we Ugh. were homeless and yeah, you know, know. we <laughs> found ourselves here in Washington. We had to figure out what we were going to. We had to learn to be happy so, again. Yeah, we right. had to basically just follow what we had been talking about. Yeah, you know, practicing practice. what we preached, and we got everything taken <laughs> mm-hmm. from us. And it was, you know, back to, back to, Basics. square one. Right. And we um, we had to really rebuild ourselves again and become stronger again and mm-hmm. try and be happy again and then right. the work is never ending right <laughs> and, it, and it isn't i mean it gets easier it does but it doesn't end better it gets the better it gets it's right it's <laughs> worth the work though happiness will help you create a happy life just choosing to be happy will help your mm-hmm. life become more happy and if anything that's what we try and empower people yeah. to believe is that happiness is important, that feeling good is important, that mm-hmm. choosing your heart is important, you know, not the money or mm-hmm. what other people think or you should have, what society thing. thinks yeah. or anything. You have to follow your heart and then everything else will take care of itself. It'll the things will right. line up and you can count the coincidences if you need to, but things will line up for you and uh, yeah. it's all just choice to feel good One and of to the be happy. Mantras that we adopted for ourselves is things are always working out for me. Oh, I and like that. The yeah. more you can repeat that and mm-hmm. you make that sort of your your main thought, then you really allow the universe to find ways to work out things right. for you. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I mean the more you tell yourself that, mm-hmm. the more it Abra-cadabra. becomes true. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're mm-hmm. manifesting it. So Yeah, when um one short story is when we left Florida, um 
we didn't have any money. You know, we had like $130 and okay. we had yeah. a van that guzzled gas. You know, right. it was like, it, <laughs> it was got 15 miles a gallon. It was pretty it, good for vans. Yeah, right. Best, it was like nine miles <laughs> at least a there were no hills there. So. Right, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. So, right, pretty flat. Um, but we didn't know where we were going, how we were going to get anywhere, um, how we were going to get money, what we were going to do. We just had no idea. But we had to keep repeating that that everything is always working out for us you know we know that at least at the time we were like this is supposed to work we're supposed to be happy we're supposed to feel good let's we're just to have faith let's continue to have and faith. trust and that's right. faith in ourselves we had to trust that that the higher us knew knew the right path right and so, yeah and so we hit the road with like 136 dollars or something and decided to just take the journey and see where it led and we passed by a, a sign at a casino that was like, new players get $30, come on in. And so oh, we're wow. like, okay, let's give it a shot. Maybe we can, maybe we can get something of it. And yeah. so we each go in and we get 30 bucks a piece and Rochelle loses it right away. Like, <laughs> like, right like away. I she, always do. Yeah, it happens every time. <laughs> I'm not a gambler. So, yeah, same. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let's see if I can make this work. And so I, you know, tune in and I take a few deep breaths and I, I hold the player card in my hand and I'm looking around the casino at all the different machines and I'm like, all right, let's see if I can tune in to find the right one and see and so I take a few minutes and we walk around and we get to one and I'm like okay this is the one I'm gonna Mm. this is it babe you know let's do it and I put it in and it won't read my card and I'm Uh. like okay this isn't the one yeah I I knew it was the one but it wasn't the one I'm like okay so the universe is like little to the left right right so exactly so I did and I'm like okay yeah let's let's go to that one and it was like this is a sign and so then it reads my card but the keys won't work, and so it doesn't work either. Right. So I'm like, all right, well then this is the one, and then it wouldn't read my card again, and it was like it wasn't. So then it was getting comical, and I'm like, yeah, oh, we're all just which, laughing. I'm like, yeah. which one? Okay, let's go. Let's find the one. But the one that it took, it was like the fifth one that I put in. I won 150 bucks instantly, and Rochelle oh, was nice. like, "Well, just bet everything," and, you know. She just hit a button. I hit next bet. Oh and my it, like, god, my, my that's throat ballsy. went up into my my yeah. throat, or my heart went up into my throat, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no, babe. And, she, uh, and then we won 150 bucks, and I'm like, okay. And so then we went to the next one, and we won another 150 dollars. Oh wow! And so we did it three times, and we ended up leaving Holy shit. with okay. enough money to get us to our next destination, where. <laughs> Which ended up being Colorado. Yeah, we didn't know where we were going to go. Uh, yeah, but, it was but things are always time. working yeah, out for you. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So and then we, we were just open to whatever came to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Michelle, like, but I mean, long story short, she yelled at the the university, you know, where where are well, we going to go was, next? Well, that was we were in we were in uh, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. We were in Biloxi, mm-hmm. and I was frustrated because I didn't know where we were going, and I was trying to find these leads of campsites that we could go and host right. and all this stuff, and it was falling through and. You know, so I was just like, whoa, where are we supposed to go? You know, and so I was in Starbucks using their Wi-Fi, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. universe, you need to give me a slide. <laughs> right. And, so, like, and I'm all, like, frumpy with it, and I, I open up the door to go back to the car, and this truck stops right in front of us, right, to oh, yeah. avoid hitting somebody else. And on the truck's door is the Colorado state flag. Oh, And nice. I was like, oh, we're going to Colorado. Oh, there I just, it was. I knew yeah. as soon as I saw it. And he's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, Colorado is beautiful. And so, so we yeah. did, and we ended up um, running on fumes and not knowing where to go next. The same type of thing where we didn't yeah. have money, we didn't have gas, we were right. like in this, and we got snowed in a Walmart parking lot for days uh, with like a couple dollars to our name and like no food and on like April it was 20th. like yeah, no, on oh, April twentieth, wow. yeah, and we were like. <laughs> 
you know, we had to go into Walmart and get dollar meals and cook in the van to keep the van warm because mm-hmm. it was like, didn't know where to go next. Another, you know, what, what do we do from here? Mm-hmm. We follow, we follow our gut. Everything's always working out for us. And we ended up at a really cool RV park that took us on as a volunteer for our spot where I could, you oh, know, nice. it, things just lined up perfectly. And there's a, there's journeys along the way. And there's hundreds of these stories that we could tell that when we just tune into our heart and feel, feel for, for, that higher guidance we're going to be led in the right direction right. and it may take some work for us to learn how to tune to do that but that work's important you know we may have oh, to yeah. choose to meditate and clear our mind but that will that will open up so much for us we we realize that life has so much more depth and beauty and it's visceral and amazing but we have to we have to get through all the stuff that we've put in our minds and like we have to learn to clear learn mm-hmm. to tune in and learn to be and as yeah. you do More that, that's when our natural abilities of psychic powers kick in. Mm, yeah. Just, that's the way we're supposed oh, to yeah. be, naturally. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like mine have started to kick in. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, the more I you work on that. yourself, the more you have that intuition, mm-hmm. the more you trust that, the more it opens up. And you just surprise yourself at how oh, you can be constantly. Yeah. And it can be fun. You yeah. know? It can oh, be a yeah. lot of fun. It's an exciting life to yeah. live, and most people don't realize that. And mm-hmm. I've been depressed, and Michelle's been depressed. We've mm. been at the really, really lowest spots in our life, and we still now realize that life can be amazing if we can, mm-hmm. if we can learn to really tune in and feel what it has to offer. And kind of get right. out of our own way. Really. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're your own worst enemy usually, so... Yeah. <laughs> I do have um, one more topic I would like to ask you about, mm-hmm. um, and then we'll wrap it up, but um, something I'm confused about, I've seen many different definitions, how would you explain alchemy? Hmm. So, do you want to start? Sure. Um, <laughs> alchemy, to me, is transmutation of energy. Um, it could be looked at as physical, mm-hmm. transmuting lead into gold. Okay. Um, I believe that if you look at the stories of the alchemists, they were able to achieve that. But first they had to go through a spiritual journey of mm-hmm. transmutation, um, which is transmuting heavy emotions into lighter emotions. Oh. So it's learning to take heaviness and transmute it. So as an alchemist, which I consider myself on a lot of levels, I will help take the energy or at least help the person that I'm working with transmute that energy of heaviness into something that feels better and lighter. And so in any store that I go into or in majority of my interactions, as long as I'm centered in a good spot, I try to pull in any energy that I can tune into that feels like it needs to be transmuted into something light and send that back out into the world. It's, um, so you're a filter. You're an energy In a way, filter, an yeah. energy filter mm. and transmutation device um, at where it's transmuting the heavy energy into lighter energy. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. That totally. totally makes sense. you have any, uh, anything to chime in on that? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I would pretty much say around the same thing. Um, and also the fact that um, alchemy can be seen as how on many different levels but one of them is on how our bodies will actually produce chemicals based Mm. on emotions based on our states 
right. right of mind um so being aware of that alchemy being aware of how you are producing this stuff within your body is one form of being able to transmute that okay um yeah. and i find that a lot of people especially empaths um and really honestly i feel that everybody's an empath everybody has this ability but some of us are just more like we have more talent points right, right or something yeah. but we can all have that ability but anyway um <laughs> as we we do that we we are able to feel other people's energy and when we're aware of it and we're in control then we can transmute first within ourselves and then transmute theirs mm-hmm. it's this process that happens i think because we are all connected and that we have this natural telepathy mm-hmm. um, that yeah. that allows us to share this energy and that's why we have synergy and that's why we have like group mentality and so we have mob mentality because mm. we can all kind of blend our alchemy right. together yeah. and that's why it's so important for empaths to establish their boundaries to, to, to know you know where they are versus where somebody else is and to understand how their body can give them all the signals to let them know whether or not this is their emotion or somebody else's uh, so okay, yeah. that's where I feel like the for me my my working of the alchemy process is a lot more in my body that's first so interesting yeah yeah so like if somebody comes in for reading for example i if my body is starting to respond a certain way i pay attention to that mm-hmm. because that's my body's picking up on their energy first right so like if they're afraid i'll usually feel like my heart will race more you know or if they're nervous yeah. or whatever i'll be mm-hmm. short of breath or if they're you know tense then my body's tense so if i notice that then I start to like take control over my body to change mm-hmm. the chemical first in mind. And knowing where I am emotionally and what my state of mind is, I know it's not me. I know it's them. Right. And then I'm able to kind of ease them by first working on my alchemy and then using... Right, transmuting yeah. theirs too, yeah, for yeah. them. Exactly. Wow, okay, that really clears things up for me. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I'd like to add to that um, in any of this, really, in any alchemy work that you do, is Mm -hmm. that your focus and imagination is your superpower. There's no wrong way. You know, you can imagine transmuting this energy in any way. You Mm -hmm. can imagine bringing it into you and transmuting it into light. Sometimes if I'm in a group, I'll imagine a big ball of obsidian in the middle of the group pulling and grounding them oh. and helping transmute the energy or I'll, I'll imagine it in different ways and that's it's really powerful what you can do when you put your mind to it in that way mm-hmm. uh, there isn't a wrong way to do any of this work it's unique to everybody which is why it's so cool in my opinion everybody's unique in their own way and uh, I try and empower them we try and empower them to find that uniqueness but the imagination is really where our power lies and focus will help create our our world you know I like to tell people that our mind is our canvas and over the course course of our lives we've thrown a bunch of gunk and a bunch of paint and a bunch of stuff on it and through the process of meditation and eating good food and going out into nature and breathing clean air and intentional living, Mm -hmm. we clear that canvas and then we can begin to paint and we can begin to create our own lives. But that's where imagination comes into play where Mm. that's, if we can get to a point where we can focus with clarity, we can paint our lives and uh, create a masterful art piece. And then we follow our emotions to learn how to manifest it. Right. That's really beautiful. I love that analogy. (laughs) 
want to paint my canvas, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I guess if there, if you had one message to send to people, um, just, you know, about, I guess, maybe happiness or anything like that, what would you, uh, what would you tell people, Rochelle? I would say, get happy and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Keep it simple. <laughs> what about you, Brandon? Well, it's usually what I tell people as well. Get happy, <laughs> see what happens, notice that your that your thoughts are creating your reality, that the what you focus on is important. Uh, but really most importantly, have fun. You know, yeah. joy is important. Follow your yeah. heart and let it lead you to the things that bring you mm-hmm. joy and bring you happiness and fun. Right. Because in my opinion, that's what we're here for. Uh, experiences sure contrast needs to be there for us to grow but ultimately we want to have fun and we want to have joy so do that yeah (laughs) have fun how dare you tell us you're such a thing i mean what a price to pay yeah it's tough (laughs) (laughs) well first of all thank you guys for talking with me this evening it's been great um, just so the people know out there, um, like I said, they do own and operate a metaphysical shop here in Bremerton, Washington, um, called the Laughing Gypsy. Um, so if you want to tell people where they can find you online or anything like that, go right ahead. Sure. Um, probably easiest thing is on the website, which is laughing-gypsy.com. Okay. Um, we've got all kinds of information there to learn yeah. about us. Um, we're also on Instagram. Yeah. Um, if you want to follow us, there. is that at um, Laughing Gypsy? Laughing, at Laughing Gypsy Boutique. Okay. Um, okay. It's we couldn't fit Psychic Boutique in there, so at Laughing <laughs> yeah. Gypsy Boutique. Um, and then yeah, we're in Bremerton on Wheaton Way, and um, <laughs> <laughs> Rochelle's listed online on everything that we do. Great. Perfect. <laughs> Well, thank you guys again. If you want to say goodbye to the people. Thank you. Bye guys. Yeah, thank bye guys. Goodbye, people. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>